Hey, it's Justo here from the H2G Radio Network. Have you always wanted to get involved in podcasting? Right now, we're looking to grow our H2G family. So if you want to get involved in podcasting, videography, photography, editing, or producing, contact H2G Radio at justthosebestlive at gmail.com. That's J-U-S-T-O-S-B-E-S-T at gmail.com. H2G Radio Network. By podcasters, for podcasters. What is up, people? It is Wednesday, September the 14th. NFL season is here. College football has been here for a couple of weeks. And the Wire Sports Podcast is here with an all-new season. And it starts right now. I'm going in. It's first and ten. I'm a legend boy. A champion. They can't match the flows. The X's and O's. I'm breaking the codes. Devastation about to unfold. They calling me Derek. By the way, y'all rose. Bet you never, ever, ever seen a pro this cold. I float like a butterfly. Steam like a bee. I mix with I am Mike and the great Ali. I'm a running back. Believe me, baby. I fathered the game. Call me Daddy Brady. I'm like that. Try be like this. Sammy so sub. That boy don't miss. It's the return of the return of the greatest. Give me what you name it. I'm everybody favorite. I'm bringing the pain and bringing the fire. Hey, stay tuned. It's going down to the wire. Yes, sirs. We are in the house. I was going to say yes, sir. Then I realized that there's more than one of you. Um, how you fellas doing? Hey, this is the best Maybe. season. This is the start of the NFL, my friend. Oh, God. I know we've all been excited about this. God, I love it. It was a weekend of crazy games. That's absolutely what we're getting into. Um, we're going to do our traditional pass and play. What I do want to hop into real quick before that, just because... Um, it's been so engaging, and uh, and we we've had some some requests in the past to cover a little NCAA. We're not going to do it all season. We we really do stick to the NFL a lot. Uh, but just starting off, let's do something a little bit new. Out of all of college football, everything that's gone over the past two weeks, I'm just curious who you guys have your eyes on this season and why. Mm. And whoever wants to get us started for the season. I mean, okay, okay, go ahead, (laughs) Saeed. The thing I got my eye on this season, because, I mean, I'm not a huge college football fan, you know, per se. I'm not, like, huge into it. Um, I used to be a big uh, Michigan State fan. Um, But that's, that's when I was, like, a kid. Um, but I kind of converted to be like just root for Ohio State whenever Ohio State's on because I'm in Ohio, right? And I'm watching Ohio State play. That first game against Notre Dame, it was a lot closer than it should have been um, for the simple fact that their quarterback, C.J. Stroud, refuses to take off and run with the ball, right? He just he wants to sit back there like Tom Brady. And he has the potential to move a little bit, you know? He doesn't have to be uh, Michael Vick. But God dang, man, you got to get the defense to at least think that you're going to run, at least sometimes, you know? Run, there, I, there's a play where he stepped up against Notre Dame in the pocket, and he incompleted the pass, but the field was wide open. It was a third down. He could have ran for the first down. You know what I'm saying? And t- uh, Kurt Herbstreit was like, so this is how uh, teams are going to play Ohio State all year. Two safeties back, and you're not going to beat us with anything long. Um, you're going to have to, you know what I'm saying, make quick decisions and throw it short. And when you got two safeties deep, that's a lot of room to run if those safeties are getting out of there covering deep. And if you want to maximize your potential, especially in the college offense, you're not going to be able to just throw it around all over the place. Um, not every down. You got you got to give that defense something else to think about. Um, and I just don't. I that's why I feel like Ohio State is going to struggle in those big games because C.J. Stroud is one-dimensional. And if the actual running game from the running backs isn't working, it's going to be a long night because defenses don't have anything to worry about with him using his legs which is one of the most dangerous and most frustrating things for defense. And that's that's the thing I'm getting my eye on. How many rushing yards is C.J. Stroud going to have this year? He's got to have at least 300, 
for them to win the the college championship playoff. Absolutely, and we've talked about it on the on the show before with Ohio State. The problem is they don't really get the big games all that much in the regular season. Uh, so you have to judge their merit based on these big, you know, blowout style type wins. Um, but it's very evident this season. I completely agree, Sahi, that that there are a lot of mistakes being made, a lot of missed opportunities. Even though, you know, they, they, what was this one? It was like forty to twelve or something like that. Forty-five to twelve, I think. Um, yeah, their last game they played somebody weak, Arkansas State, and there were still yeah. mistakes all over the place. Uh, so it's just something to think about if you're going to go up against some of these other big hitters in the divisions that do regularly play big games. Richie, looking at NCAA, and I know it's also not usually your main focus, is there anybody that you've got your eye on this season, team or player-wise? Oh, you're on mute. <laughs> Sorry. Wow, that's hilarious. Yeah, I do have somebody. Uh, Georgia Bulldogs, man. They've been, I mean, obviously, you know, they're reigning defending champs. They waxed Oregon. So, so people don't know. I think it was 49 to 3. It wasn't even close. And I got my eyes on Stetson Bennett. He looks like a future senator, that guy right there. That's their quarterback, <laughs> Stetson Bennett. And you know, you he's a small dude. <laughs> you and me and my white boys, man. He's a, he's a small guy. He's not, he's not what you would call athletic, but you know what he is? He is a pocket passer. He's got good presence and uh, honestly, uh, this season so far, looking crisp, looking crisp. We'll see. I mean, he, he threw seven interceptions last year to like 32 or something touchdowns. He's not, again, he's not Joe Burrow. He's not one of those dudes, but I still believe Stetson is on the best team in college football. And I think, you know, just like anything, when you're a front runner, when your team's that much better, you, you tend to play better than you, you are. And honestly, Stetson isn't the best quarterback in college football but he's going to look like a top three one just because of Georgia. And uh, once again, I, I just don't see the Bulldogs losing, man. They, they, they're just a, oh man, they're a Goliath. Um, Alabama, on the other hand, not that they don't deserve to be number two, but that's exactly why they went from one to two and they flip-flopped real quick. Is Alabama which has been struggling to, to win their games, in my opinion. This is not the Alabama we're used to. I don't want to talk about Ohio State being third. Ohio State won't make anything. Who cares? They'll be, they'll be top three the whole season. I'm an Ohio State hater for life. We all know this. They're, they're a trash organization for the talent they have. They, they literally have as many drafted people as Alabama when you look at the last seven years. And yet they, haven't, they have nothing to show for it. Nothing even comparable to show for it. So that's why I, I refuse to talk about Ohio State. They're not worth discussing. How can you have an organization with equal talent and be that terrible when it really matters? It's just frustrating to look at. Uh, I, I can't really liken it to anything off the top of my head. You know, maybe it's like the Bills in the, the 90s and the 80s, you know, where they went to four Super Bowls and lost every time. Maybe that's Ohio State. I don't know. But Ohio State is always solid, amazing talent, but it's never worth discussing because they're never there. So let's move on. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. Only on on the aspect of I think with all these divisional moves, I don't understand why they're sticking so heavy to the Big Ten and not making bids to try to get out of the Big Ten. Uh, we've seen it; it's possible. You don't have to live on a certain side of the country to play against the big dogs now. Uh, and and Georgia, to your point, is the big dogs. I actually felt terrible. Watch this whole thing about Oregon. They lost a player that was very near and dear to them crazy story went from from mm -hmm. rough upbringings turned it all around for college football season they dedicated the game to him they got the sticker on his helmet and i'm like hey just, just wait till week two <laughs> you they, know. they got three points so that yeah they at least they got yeah maybe that's what it is they just pulled it off at, at no i mean it number. yeah again they're like even though they're ranked 11th or there is that big of a discrepancy and i agree with you obviously <laughs> you don't want that game that ceremonial game dedicated to your fallen comrade to go that way but you, you can't hold it off the game too you know you got yeah. you gotta try you got so they got their three points they did what they could do they're just outclassed you know there's nothing and, uh, else spencer something i know uh now they're gonna go uh, I, I, I did watch the coach is going to take the team up at the end of summer camp up Spencer Hill or Spencer, Spencer Point, a mountain near them. So, uh, you know, shout out to Oregon for, for that. And shout out to Georgia. They're looking stout. Alabama had a tough time with Texas. 
um, ended up being a cool game to watch, and maybe that's that's the ploy here. But uh, one might think that game should have been mm-hmm. more of a blowout. So um, yeah, you're not going to run into Utah State all the time. So yeah, absolutely. Especially after their uh, starting quarterback getting hurt. But Texas, hey, they're for real, man. That defense, wow. Yeah, yeah I, I'll give you that. I agree. Texas is definitely Texas better. Texas is back. And it's good to see. But yeah, Alabama, what are you doing? Come on. <laughs> 100%. Well, all right. Let's get on to, to what we're here for. Let's get into the NFL a little bit before we get to the half. Uh, lots of games. You guys know how it works. For those of you just turning into the wire, we play a little thing here called Pass or Play. We're just going to go through the games. A lot of pretty uh, great games on, on the, the week opener. It all started on Thursday with the Super Bowl champions taking it on the Buffalo Bills. A lot of people last season thought the Bills could have and should have been in the Super Bowl. Fellas, the Bills took this one away 31-10. to 10. Do we want to pass or do we want to play? Yeah, hey, let's play it. It was a home opener. Absolutely. The defending champs. Why not? Who wants it first? I'll start it off first. Go we'll, we'll go with the trend of the white boys, man. <laughs> Josh Allen with that ridiculous stiff arm. Let's go, man. Uh, honestly, this game, what I'll say is I'm a little confused with what Sean McVay's game plan is long term. I feel like Cam Akers, I don't know what's going on with that situation. For those of you who don't know, he only had, I think, four or six rushing attempts for zero yards, and he did not play. He basically did not play the game. So I'm I'm baffled at what's going on. Is there something, you know, is there something uh, off the field related? Is it is it something personality issues that, like, the, they're not happy with Cam right now? I don't know what's going on. I don't feel like Buffalo being easily a top three team in the league period, regardless of the outcome of this game, that's the game to be like, all right, like, let's sit him on the bench. I don't know what they were doing. You know, losing Andrew Whitworth was a huge deal. Man, uh, I mean, honestly, Matt Stafford was on his butt a lot. And I'm not hating on Matt Stafford, but that was a Matt Stafford game when he doesn't get to stand up like he did last season. The Rams had great pass uh, defense. Sorry, you know what I mean? Pass protection. I said defense, I meant pass protection. They, they did very solid last year, and Stafford showed it. Well, this game with, you know, the new acquisition of Von Miller, who's looking like Von Miller of Denver a few years ago, um, oof, it's going to be rough. Uh, Buffalo looks incredibly talented. Um, you know, it's still one game, so we don't want to start talking about who's the best in the AFC and stuff like that, but they look like they just left that game in Kansas City and were ready to go. And, you know, most of the other teams in the playoffs – it was the opposite. So Buffalo is off to an extremely hot start. And that's what you can expect from them week in and week out. They're talented. Their wide receivers are going to go crazy. Uh, Buffalo is a contender for sure. Absolutely. Sahi, what did you make of the Bills and Rams season opener game there? Um, Man, the Rams were not ready to play. And I think um, the deal with Cam Akers there coming off that Achilles injury, he came back pretty quick last year. Um, they needed him in the playoffs. So it's like, yo, it's now or never. So he got to play, but they got a long season ahead. Let's bring him. The, you, you're not going to win the Super Bowl tonight um, on the first game of the season, first night of the season. So let's bring him along slow and make sure he's healthy for the playoffs is what I think is the idea here. But um, I think the biggest takeaway from that game, like the if you had to choose the biggest, like the number one thing is Von Miller going from the Rams to the Bills and just completely destroying the game. Um, he had a field day. Um, it kind of changed what they wanted to do on offense for the Rams. Um, and it just seemed like the Rams got away from what the Rams were the last few years, the quick game, the quick screens. They don't have Robert Woods in there anymore. Um, they rely too heavily on Cooper Cup. They did. Um, although Cooper Cup is fantastic, um, you got to, especially when, you, when you're getting sacked like that constantly and you're getting pressure on Matthew Stafford, you got to get the ball out of his hands quick. Kind of a a Jared Goff style offense that they had. Um, I feel like they rely too heavily on Matthew Stafford to win them the game. Like he's a, uh, 
Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady. He can make great plays and great throws and be big in big time moments, but he's not going to be the X factor in the game as far as like the, like he's going to control the game, take it over, call it out, and you're winning because of Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is a, a piece that you fit in an offense that's going to do great things occasionally here and there and play big and big moments. Um, and I just don't think like those guys are fired up. Uh, Super Bowl hangover for sure. Um, they've got the Bills who were hungry, right? They they felt like they should have been in the playoffs to like what Richie said. So they're going to come out firing on all cylinders like, yo, like this is our season we're gonna make a statement now and the rams are like yo we just won the playoffs we just here to start this season and and you kind of <laughs> seen that and you kind of seen that in the pursuit and like the way the rams were playing that game got away quick early and um i think both teams are going to be in the mix late into the season but but good on the bills for putting it on yeah. early giving us the show I mean, honestly, Buffalo, it was funny. The Rams, it looked like they were like, whoa, 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 come on, guys. This is still preseason, right? Relax. But it's the, right, right. It's the opener, dude. No, this, this is the, this the real deal, y'all. <laughs> the season has started. Absolutely. I just want to point out, uh, we'll, we'll get into to select and then we'll go to our break in a second. But uh, I, I do want to point out, this is the first. I'm, I'm only, I'm only going to bring up my conspiracy theory at the end uh, that feeds into a conspiracy we have. This is the first sequence of see von miller switch sides and here he is season opener against his previous team uh next we've got eagles versus the lions eagles took that one 38 to 35 we want to pass that one or we want to play it eagles and lions we could pass i'll come to me I he, I, I, not, I say pass. So, yeah, he, pass. here's my thing i'll say pass um thank you to swift and thank you to my boy well, actually, both my boys, apparently Jalen Hurst, who I didn't want to draft. But nonetheless, my Eagles <laughs> came through in fantasy. So thank you. My, honestly, A.J. Brown, I had him last year, and I have him this year. So A.J. Brown had a monster game, 26 points of fantasy for me. Thank you, brother. Jalen Hurts did his thing, 22 points. I mean, you know, that's the best I'm going to get out of Jalen Hurts. And Swift had, like... 28 points so thank you swift but um <laughs> yeah i yeah, know i mean high scoring game uh they came out to, they came out to support detroit and that's one thing aj brown said so i just want to you know give a shout out to the lions who have always been terrible sold out game aj brown said they couldn't hear each other talk so they had to do silent count so that's great to hear you know for a team and a franchise that's been so historically bad that they're actually excited and as you can see their performance is you know indicative hopefully of things to come yeah that's the power uh mcdc i can't wait to see the eagles offense against the cowboys defense here coming up that's, mm -hmm. that's about but all yeah, the cowboys got left we'll get into that here yeah. in a little bit um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the 49ers and the bears we want to pass or play that one the bears took we gotta away, play it just to for a second yeah absolutely. we gotta play it even if it's for 15 seconds i don't know if you guys saw that scene at the end of the game where they were literally sliding it was like a water slide on the field that was so funny to me i've never seen anything like that and you know what that was just one of those games you love to see and i mean it you know that's those games are football some sometimes the elements take over and your game plan is out the window and shout out to chicago justin fields everyone's been smack talking him well in the, the elements, Ohio State. In yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the elements, they they made it happen, and you know th those are those nasty, ugly games. You know sometimes it's not going to be that pretty Detroit Philadelphia high scoring game. Sometimes it's going to be guys on the slip and slide, and that was that was a crazy game. We have a lot more crazy games to talk about, but you know we don't see those often where it's like raining like that. So that was pretty cool yeah. from my perspective as a fan. Absolutely, yeah. so good on Justin Fields. Good on Justin Fields, man. I just, yeah. I just want Justin Fields to do good. Um, I really love him as a quarterback, and I don't think he gets talked about in a way that's as good as he is. I watched him on the show uh, QB One. If you guys remember that show, they had four quarterbacks. Um, I think the uh, the only uh, I forget he played for he was Georgia's quarterback for a while. What was the guy's name? Um, 
somebody's going to put it in the comments or something, but Georgia had a, yeah, con- sure. uh, a quarterback on that show. Um, it was him, Justin Fields, Spencer Rattler, and another dude that went to like North Carolina State. And, and um, from that show, I knew how special um, Justin Fields was. He was in practice in high school, putting the ball like on the chest on deep routes on receivers in the back of the end zone with like a whole team of defenders around them. I'm like, this dude's got special arm talent. Um, and I feel like he's going to be one of the guys that brings the Chicago Bears back into prominence. Hopefully they get it settled out with Rokon Smith um, as far as his contract. But man, I turned it from the Bears and the, um, not the Bears, but the Browns and the uh, Panthers game to watch that game because the Bears were in the mix of it. Then they took the lead and some wonky things happened. And it was just kind of exciting to see them win. I was like, I wasn't expecting that at all. No, I don't think anyone was. San Francisco is, you know, again, a lot of people say a playoff caliber team and could easily be a Super Bowl contender, Trey Lance being the question mark. And then you see Chicago, who was terrible last year. So, I mean, that that excited me. I love seeing Chicago come out with a game like that. The, the rain completely changes the dynamics of the game. And like everyone said, like Justin Fields has been completely like ripped for no reason. And obviously, you know, it's not like he had a great game, but nonetheless found a way to win it was a cool game to watch absolutely reminiscent of some of the old bears days makes me think back to like Urlacher and some of the I mean, they're good at these elements richie like as you mentioned i mean you know, chicago's built for that. chicago that's a <laughs> chicago special man <laughs> yeah uh well the next one on my lineup is steelers Bengals. i know we got to get into that one i'm not sure. even gonna ask uh, we got a Steelers and Bengals. We got two Steelers and a Bengals fan on on the the panel here. We're gonna go to a short break. When we come back, we'll get into the rest of the past the play. Um, I'm not gonna pitch a whole lot here. Just listen to the ad. We'll take this time to go check out our Patreon. We could really use the support. Um, and also check out the Wire Sports Podcast on YouTube. If you're watching us on Facebook, click that YouTube link. Go over there and give us some love on YouTube. Uh, we don't even care if you like the Facebook video, to be completely honest. Go over to YouTube uh, and, and click the link, and we'll see you here in just a few minutes. Wire Sports Podcast. We'll be right back. That's right, folks. H2G Radio. We are here, and we're trying to make it happen, and we just need your help, so go uh, support us. We're back on the Wire Sports Podcast. We're doing our NFL rundown, and we have come to the Steelers-Bengals games. I'll go ahead and ask, just in case I was assuming too much, do we want to pass or do we want to play this one? We'll play it. We'll play it. <laughs> All right. Let's play it. Uh, Richie, you are our perennial Bengals fan. Do you want to lead us off, or Sahi, do you want to take it? You can go, Richie. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, here's what, from a Bengals fan's perspective, and I am a Bengal loyalist, so I don't want to hear any garbage just because I don't agree with some other people. Uh, they should have never, this game shouldn't have been so close. They don't deserve a tie. They should have lost. Um, I'm actually more disappointed in Pittsburgh that you had five turnovers and, like, this game was what it was. And I talked to the guys off camera, you know, that, like, the, there's, like, a little fudge extra point which led to the overtime etc my big thing for the Bengals is i'm fine with this you know being a loss i'm fine with what happened just because zach taylor's mistake which is something i talked about off camera as well he gave pittsburgh time that he could have drained another 19 seconds in overtime and and go for the you know actually get the tie that probably would have been the difference to get the tie so uh from a coaching perspective you know you have a young coach he's in his third season everyone was all super amped about him last year and they talk about how in the locker room the guys like him. Well, it's never been, you know, clearly that's the case. But one of the concerns has always been his play calling. He's very aggressive. And quite frankly, I don't think he's the best play caller. I don't think he's a great coach. I think like, for instance, like last year I said it, Mike Vrabel is who I think of as a fantastic coach. Like a top, top coach. Like if I had Mike Vrabel on Cincinnati, I feel like we'd win. Like, period. 
you know, or or obviously not the Pittsburgh. Give me, you know, give me Mike Tomlin. Just if I had somebody who's calling better plays, these Bengals would be in a better spot. I'm not saying Zach Taylor can't get there, but it's a young team and a young coach, and that game's loss is on the coach. One for them not being ready, having that Super Bowl hangover, and two that ridiculous 19 seconds that allowed Pittsburgh to go down and get that field goal. So kudos on Pittsburgh for making that happen. I'm uh, most bummed about T.J. Watt having the injury. It's supposed to be a pec injury. If that's the case, he's out for the season. You never want to see that, especially in a game one, let alone you know any point in the season. So for Cincinnati, it's whatever. You know, it was a bad game. I'm not really worried about it. My offense, even with five turnovers, still looked quite frankly scary. All things considered, uh, Joe Burrow will be fine. You know, uh, it'll just probably make him play better the next game. But nonetheless, uh, hey. I smack talking Pittsburgh, and even though it's still not looking great, good job Pittsburgh, and way to go, Mitch Trubisky, for getting that starting position and making it oh, happen. Oh, you make me! I sick. just hope that anemic <laughs> offense figures it out because their defense looked great. Uh, you know, we'll see. And I, even though T.J. Watt's amazing, if you're a Pittsburgh fan, you, you can't worry about it too much. It's Pittsburgh. It's like next man up. They always find a way to to play well in terms of like if somebody goes out, they they always make it happen. So I still think they'll be okay on that side. It's more about their offense and not you know Najee being okay and then them figuring something out on offense. That's my concern for the Pittsburgh Steelers. As a Bengals fan, this game was one game. If you know game two start goes really bad, that's when I'll start. Okay, let's really assess this. But it was a really bad game. They were not ready to play. Zach Taylor coached poorly, and you know Pittsburgh did what they could do. I think they were coached well, to my point, and I think that was the difference: is the coaching and getting them ready. Absolutely, lots of injuries in that game on both sides. I will say, I, it looks like McPherson's uh, back and good to go. Uh, one of the many injuries on my fantasy squad, but we won't get into that. Say, uh, yeah, Steelers fan, as long as I've known you, what uh, what did you make of the Steelers Bengals game? Oh man, just a classic rivalry matchup, right? Um, let me clear this up for you guys. I'm a diehard Buccaneers fan. All right, diehard Buccaneers fan. That's my squad. <laughs> However, my whole family grew up Steeler fans, so um, I always enjoyed watching the Steelers play. Um, they're just one of those teams that, no matter what the circumstances, they're going to find a way to win. Um, and hence, Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season since becoming the coach, however many years ago, which sometimes 16. seems like yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 16 years ago, and it's like, yeah, the Steelers just got a new coach, Mike Tomlin, but he's been there 16 years, been winning the whole time, right? Um, very concerning on the offensive side of ball, um, but then again, they've got a whole new squad, new pieces out there. Um, they don't have Juju out there anymore. Um, they're trying to keep uh, Chase Claypool quiet, um, stop doing dumb shit um, all over the field. Um, but it was just a classic game. But what I am concerned is with uh, Joe Burrow, man. He's, um, oh, shoot. Big play just happened in the game we're watching. Um, But Joe Burrow, man, those five turnovers for the offense is highly unacceptable. Highly unacceptable. I'm afraid that Joe Burrow, he's seen a lot of success early, and uh, he's low key like transforming into Johnny Manziel. Um, he's got to uh, he's got to uh, stop trying to be what people want him to be, and be um, be who he is. Uh, stay within the system. Stay within himself. Um, I seen he had a picture somewhere with Jamar Chase showing the diamond grill and uh, all this other extra stuff, man. We don't want to see you doing that. We want to see you in your playbook. We want to see you leading those guys on a successful season. You just went to the Super Bowl. Coming out, throwing, throwing interceptions, having multiple turnovers as a unit is not acceptable and you're playing a, a, a team that doesn't have any offense granted they have a really good defense um but you you just want would want to see better 
Um, I think they will be better going forward. This is a huge wake-up call uh, for for Cincinnati. Um, I think they'll be able to turn it around. Um, so we'll see. It's a very interesting rivalry. It always goes back and forth. One of the greatest things you ever see. Um, and it was just a fun game to watch with all the, the flukiness going on, the the Steelers hit one off the goalpost. Um, Cincinnati's long snappers hurt, so we got snaps going over the holder's head. Um, Evan McPherson, one of the snipers in the kicking game, missing kicks, ones that you think he should make even through the laces. Um, just a fun, fun game to watch. It's just added to the excitement of week one. Um, and it's just like why we love football, right? Just one of those games that we can sit back and like, wow, this is why we love the game because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, no, I agree. I think nobody would have said Pittsburgh was beating Cincinnati, at least in Cincinnati game one. So that's yeah. what that's why you got to play the game. And that's why football yeah. was awesome. Not to mention Cincinnati's skunk Steelers on the last three uh, and have that Super Bowl momentum, uh, as you said. But I will sure. step in. This is one of the few conversations that you'll ever hear my take on. But I'm actually going to give Joe Burrow a little benefit of the doubt coming off of Sahi's point there. He was dealing with a Mika, Miss, Mika Fitzpatrick, sorry, Cameron Hayward, and Alex Highsmith, who I couldn't remember the name the life of me in our, in our pregame <laughs> talk here, um, who were just on fire. Cameron Hayward caused so many problems on that front line, and they, they kept lining him up against, uh, what's the big rookie, Richie? Do you remember his name? big guy but he's he's a rookie oh, I can't remember. he just couldn't handle no, uh, hayward's experience dude, ain't no <laughs> ain't nobody can handle cam hayward i told you if aaron donald didn't exist cam hayward would be get way more recognition that he deserves yeah. but because of aaron donald cam hayward doesn't get that respect cam hayward's yeah. incredible disrupting the whole pocket and the whole situation putting joe burrow in, in a lot of danger but uh you know as a steelers fan to what cost we we really need an offense and I'm gonna just go ahead and throw Trubisky under the bus I, I don't care what the situation is those passes were they were terrible I didn't really see any on target passes outside of eight yards if and and I'm willing to sit in a park with a sign that says prove me wrong because everything else was over under outside and uh there's nothing you can do when the main goal of the defense can be we got to shut down Johnson, right? We Steelers are purposefully not using Claypool because of his mistakes. We don't have Juju. There's not a lot of other options out there. You're going to have to get past that 10 yards and be more accurate than than uh, a sophomore in college. I, I, just, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like Trubisky's play at all, and I know I've always ragged on Ben, but I want him back, you know, because he was at least <laughs> a good quarterback. He just made a lot of really dumb decisions. But um, the defense played incredible, but now we're in a situation, and I think Richie's right. Pittsburgh always finds a way to get through it. TJ Watt, absolutely a major loss, and if if the they're they're getting second, third, and fourth opinions right now on this torn peck. Um, but if, if that's it, then that's it. Uh, Najee has been dealing with that uh, injury in his foot, the the Lisfranc injury since training camp. Um, hopefully that doesn't persist. But he was not really that successful in his attempts. The Cincinnati kind of had his number on, on the run plays that the Pittsburgh tried to run. Um, but props to the defense, absolutely. Uh, and, yeah, I think Cincinnati needs to just kind of shake the Super Bowl hangover off. Um, but to their defense, this wasn't just because Pittsburgh's not going to be a playoff contender doesn't mean that defense wasn't one of the strongest presences this first week of football in the NFL because it was definitely shut down defense between TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, I can't talk tonight, uh, Cam Hayward, <laughs> and of course Alex Highsmith who also brought down an interception. So uh, props to all those guys. All right. Enough with my one and only point this season. Let's move on. Uh, Patriots, Dolphins, Dolphins shut the Patriots down twenty to seven. Do you guys want to pass that or you want to play it? I'll do a quick play. Yeah, let's. If, yeah, if you want to pass, you guys always get the get the one shot at them for sure. Okay. Well, here I'll say this much. Um, hey, 
Uh, Tua has never lost to New England Patriots. That's an interesting stat. He's 4-0. Uh, this was a weird game. They should have won larger. So, it's honestly, it is kind of concerning because that's what we've been talking about. Tua, Tua, Tua. Uh, you know, Tyreek was looking great. But like I said, I picked up Waddle for a reason because Tyreek is going to start getting doubled midseason and Waddle's going to go off. Um, this offense has the chance to be special. This was not that game. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll see. This is one of those games where Miami, we're still waiting. I feel like it was like the Cincinnati and the the Rams game. Too early to just be like, write them off in terms of like what happened. But this was not a spectacular showing. Um, but hey, they got the win, which is what matters against New England. So division rival. Absolutely. Saheed, what do you think, man? Uh, Tyreek Hill special. Um, he's a guy, no matter where he's go, where he goes, I think their offense is going to be really nice. Um, I can't wait to see how they progress throughout the season. Um, I want to see them match up with the Bills and see if they could go blow for blow. That'll be the real test in that division, right? Okay, you're right. I think that'll be fireworks when it happens. Yeah, that'll be an exciting game. All right, let's move on to the next one. Let me just point out, just in case you guys pass it, this is another instance of uh, of of someone switching sides, we had Baker Mayfield's return to the Cleveland Browns in the Browns Panthers game. Browns came out twenty six twenty four. You guys want to pass? Or you want to play? You can play. Baker Mayfield said he wanted to fuck those guys up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he did. He, he said that, and then he was getting ragged on um, most of the game. Miles Garrett, um, <laughs> Miles Garrett, man, <laughs> just destroyed um, Baker Mayfield in that offensive line routinely that game. Um, the Browns played a hell of a game. I even switched it off, um, but I guess at some point the Panthers did take the lead, which I was surprised. To My brother's a big Browns fan, and um, what's the uh, what's the kicker for the Browns now? Something cross or hurt or Oh, geez. Um, Kate York? Kate York. Kate York. Um, my brother, uh, he he just texted me, Kate York, all, question, uh, all uh, exclamation points. I'm like, who the heck is Kate York? <laughs> Why well, is he you texting know his name. <laughs> right. And then I look, I'm like, oh, wow. They came down to a final field goal? Yeah. That is wild. So, um, another instance of a wild game, um, Baker Mayfield, I guess, was able to pull it together there towards the end. But one of the hardest things to do in the NFL is to keep get a lead and hold a lead because um, you've got guys in there that are fighting constantly. So, um, it's, it's going to be – because I thought the, the Panthers with Baker Mayfield were going to be a team to watch out for. I thought they were going to be a lot more competitive early on um, against the Browns, but they're not. The Browns are going to be a good team. Um, these are two teams that are just like on the fences this year. So I don't think we could judge either one of them after this game. It's going to take a few weeks for me to have a full opinion on these guys, but hell of a game. Yeah, it was a game. Uh, here's what I'll say. Carolina got screwed. You can't do a fake spike and then spike. That is a rule, and they let it happen. So a huge problem with that, that they wouldn't have gotten the field goal. Having said that, if you're going to whoop those guys' asses, then you should have done better. So I don't really yeah. care that Carolina – you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Baker played – got 17 in the fourth, but he had a very pedestrian game, quite frankly. And so for Cleveland, this is a huge win, quite you know, you got Jacoby Brissett, you don't have Deshaun, and you manage with all that drama and all, honestly, Baker trying to say he wasn't trying to create, but making the t-shirts and all this other garbage and talking. And I'm not trying to say bad things about Baker, but the point is Baker made this a big game just by his talk. So, you know, for Cleveland, Miles Garrett, you know, showed up and was Miles Garrett and you got that running, uh, you got that running offense. So for Cleveland, great win. I'm not holding this against Carolina because Baker got signed pretty late. He hasn't had time really to work with this offense. So, you, you know, this is too early to be like, oh man, Baker's a bust and Carolina's going to suck. He, he, right. It's too early. He, he, he really came in late. But the bottom line is, I didn't expect Cleveland to win this game. I thought this was a game Cleveland would lose just because I have no hope in their quarterback. But you know what? Cleveland did what they needed to do. 
they got it done. And Cade York, you know his name now, man. <laughs> that was a yeah. That was a that was a that was his an name. McPherson moment to me because yeah. say his name because that was a field goal. So kudos to Cade. Yards. yards. Rookie. Man, that's a big one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll just say this, Baker. You, you can't talk a Conor McGregor game and then come out fighting like Chuck Liddell. Uh, let's move on to he can another sell a one. fight. <laughs> Chuck Liddell? Chuck no, Liddell Baker got me. Oh, okay. Yeah, true. I was say Chuck yeah, Liddell got me knocked out game. in high school. You know the best. About <laughs> yeah. <that. So. laughs> okay, so... Uh, uh-huh. But maybe we'll dig that out of the archives and, and put that on Patreon one of these one of these weeks. All right. Uh, <laughs> Colts versus Texans, another one that went into overtime, ended up in a tie 2020. Do we wanna pass or do we wanna play it? I'll say this. God dang, fourth and three, Houston. Come on, man. Don't play for the fucking tie. It's fourth and three. Try to get the ball. If you don't get it, okay. Your your defense has a chance to stop them. It's not like they were going to turn it over on fourth and three and have them immediately in field goal range. It would have been 20 seconds. They had a couple timeouts. Matt Ryan probably would have got those guys in field goal range and won the game. But, geez, nobody wants to see a tie like that. Um, but, you know, the Colts had a chance to win it. Um, they missed the field goal. Um, but man, the Texans, are they for real or just the Colts just that horribly coached? Because I feel like the Colts have an awesome roster. I don't think um, they should be losing the teams like the Jaguars and the Col- and the Texans. Um, you lost to Clown Town uh, last year, couldn't get in the playoffs, and you start the year off by tying with the Texans. It's not going to be good for the morale in that locker room. Um, hopefully Matt Ryan can get those boys to get together because um, those boys are going to be looking at him like, man, 25 to 3, Matt, or 28 to 3, Matt. You think you're going to do something for us? How come you didn't do nothing for them boys in Atlanta in the Super Bowl? Now you got us <laughs> tying with the Texans? God dang. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, But another great game to watch because you just never yeah. know who's going to it was a great game to watch. Davis Mills is, you know, hey, he might be something. They might have a quarterback. Last year he did great. That game wasn't too bad. Um, but here's my thing. If you're a Colts fan, you're very disappointed. You know, Jonathan Taylor had like 160 yards rushing. Michael yeah. Pittman Jr. had like 120 yards receiving and you tied the game. Like you see those stats and you think, okay, my wide receiver and my running back did great. And then you tied the game to the pedestrian Texans. So, you know, getting Matt Ryan... This was not the start you want, right? Because all they've been talking about all offseason, Jim Irsay, is shitting on Carson Wentz and how terrible he was. And then at least now we got Matt Ryan, at least, and we'll figure it out later. Well, you tied the Houston Texans. So it's still one game, still early. But I feel like if I'm a Colts fan, I'm more disappointed than like the Bengals fan or the Rams fan because it's just like, it's the Texans. And you tied them when your offense was doing well. So it just seems inexplicable. As a fan, we always love these tight games. This is a cool, close game. Uh, But, man, I'm very disappointed in the Colts, man. That is not what I wanted to see. I wanted to see them be a contender. And I see this game, and I'm I'm very kind of like, I'm not sold now. It's early, but... mm. A lot of mm's this season. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving on, we got the Saints and the Falcons. Another close one. Saints pulled it out 27-26. You guys want to one-shot it or you want to play it? I'll one-shot it, but if he wants to play it, he'll play it. Because I only got one thing to say about these teams. One-shot this. I'm not yet. Go for it. Yeah, no, the one thing I'm going to say about both these teams is both of them trash. All right. <laughs> Atlanta still can't hold a lead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That saved their damn lives. And how are you getting down to the Falcons in the first place, Saint? <laughs> y'all think y'all supposed to contend with us? Y'all sorry. All right. And I'm just like this because I was, oh, come on, not another one. Um, uh, 
Um, but I was playing 2K last night with, uh, with a Falcons fan and a Saints fan, and they were talking big because my gamer tag is TB Buccaneers 247 on Xbox. If anybody wants to get whooped, mad nor 2K, but they were they were talking, and I'm just like, man, both of y'all trash. Like, what are y'all talking about? Like, yeah, like, come on, like, what is this? 27 to 26. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I will completely say the same thing. Taysom Hill was the, the Saints leading rusher. I mean, that's what he needs to do because he can't do anything else. But I just don't, where's this formula? And I'm not saying Jameis Winston's bad, but it's just like, okay, Taysom Hill's your guy. And then Jarvis Landry, and then maybe Michael Thomas. But I just, how do you barely beat Atlanta? And how did Atlanta even get in the lead? Like, like I, I know Sahir already said that. Just, what is going on? The two trash teams. The South is a joke. <laughs> like, they're a sorry, joke. <laughs> like, holy, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, sorry, Trey, but it's true. I mean, at least you got a <laughs> boss tight end coming your way. You know, like, he's a stud. But that's uh-huh. all you got to look forward to, at least for this year. I'm sorry, that's man. what you get for taking a week <laughs> off, Trey. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. We go shit talking to you. <laughs> Extra hard. <laughs> all right. Uh, we got the Ravens. They put the Jets away 24 to 9. You guys want to pass? Yeah. Pass for me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not even worth discussing. Right. You know, Baltimore yeah. Baltimore. We've already talked about how well they are as a team. New York Jets suck. Let's move on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we had the Commanders versus the Jaguars. Came out uh, Commanders twenty eight, working twenty eight to twenty two. Uh, you guys want to pass that one shot or play it? I'd rather pass. I, I, I'll say this. Okay. Um, uh, Carson Wentz, um, good okay. on you. They 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 dogged you. They had a reporter come out and talk shit about you. It was like to your face, you. right? He was like, they don't want you in Indy. They was the other. They don't want you with a Philly. How does it feel being a shitty quarterback and no team wants you? He said this to Carson Wentz's face. And Carson Wentz, the, the the most the most professional way, he just you know what I'm saying, took it and went on with it. Um, which is I would too getting paid the amount of money he's getting paid. But good on you for getting a win week one. You know, starting it off right because it would have been real loud had they lost. You know. What you said, all the Carson Wentz like slander, which some yeah. of it's legit. But yeah. man, this whole off season was how terrible he is, Jimmy Ursay constantly. And and just like saw he said, it was just so funny to me. Like Philly hated you. Indy hates you. <laughs> all the fans of the NFL hate you and think you're a diva right. and you're whiny and you're overrated. What do you have to say? <laughs> like, right. Like, Why honestly you should just give the fuck up. What do you feel about that? <laughs> Walk it to him, man. Got the win. Let's go. <laughs> uh, all right. Next, uh, we've got two-time here, recent two-time uh, quarterback MVP, Aaron Rodgers, coming out to start out the season. Lost to the Minnesota Vikings 23-7. to Do you want to pass one shot or play this one? I'll say one shot. Right. Here's what I got to say. Kirk Cousins has a winning record against Aaron Rodgers since he joined Minnesota. So, hey, A-Rob, maybe you should talk a little less shit. Also, I don't understand how Justin Jefferson was single-covered half that game. He had 184 yards. Um, I wish I could have got him in fantasy. I was not that lucky. I mean, technically, I could have picked the white boy. So, nonetheless, Justin Jefferson is a superstar. Uh, I'm very looking forward to watching Minnesota this year. This doesn't mean... They're a playoff team, and yada, yada, and Green Bay sucks. But this is another example, just like last year, where Green Bay lost their opener, and they turned it around no problem. So this means nothing to Green Bay. But for Minnesota, this is what you wanted to see. You get rid of Zimmer. Everyone said he was toxic for you. Dalvin Cook is back on track. He's healthy. Justin Jefferson almost goes off for 200 yards. Uh, the only guy to have more yards than him is, you know, at his age at this point was Randy Moss. He's a special guy. Uh, it was a great game for Minnesota. If you're a Minnesota fan, you got, you got to feel pretty good watching what's happening. So, 
I will say, you know, even though I was irritated at the time at NFL Red Zone for switching two, like, overtime games over just to show me Justin Jefferson's gritty, I have to agree. <laughs> he can do the gritty, and he can he can hey, play the receiver role. He, he can definitely do the gritty, man. Don't be hating yeah, on He's so man. nice. I'm about to learn the gritty tonight. Right? <laughs> yeah, I need to learn how to do that shit. Yeah. All right, uh, Sai, did you have a one shot? You want to keep rolling? No, R- Richie said it. I was just going to say how the Packers aren't worried about losing week one. They got yeah. destroyed last year. They'll be out. Destroyed last year. Even worse than that. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the New York Giants and the Titans coming down to one point. The Giants pulled it out 21 to 20. You guys want to pass it? You want to one shot it, or would you like to play it? I got a one shot. Yeah, go ahead. If you want to play it? Saquon no, Barkley, why did you have to have a good game when I benched you? Please. I mean, I still want <laughs> But why? Saquon Barkley has been a bust. I'm sorry. When we talked about his hype and his talent and his athleticism, and yes, he got injured. But he's been a bust. And this boy, what, hit the bricks for like 160 yards or something. So I was sitting here like, what is going on? Like, I benched him because I was just like... I figured Montgomery with the, the rain was going to get more carries. I'm sorry this is a fantasy football rant and not about the game, but <laughs> Saquon Barkley looked great in all seriousness, and that's what we want to see. We want to see, like, Saquon Barkley is a special talent, and his injury, it's been unfortunate to watch him not really recover. I hope this is more like to come for Saquon Barkley. Um, if you're Tennessee, it's same thing we already talked about. Mike Vrabel is a fantastic coach. This is just, you know, an unfortunate loss, but it's not it's not indicative of their season. They're a great team, and I'm not concerned. If you're a Tennessee fan, you shouldn't be concerned. You know, you just got to take one Barkley. It is what it is. Sahi? Yeah, um, this is all I got to say is the start Malik Willis party bus is boarding now. Um, <laughs> if anybody wants to get on, and start that bus and like ride it all around town, honk the horn and make it loud down there in Tennessee. Um, let's do it because uh, let's get Tannehill at it. You shouldn't be <laughs> I mean, losing we, to the Giants. He literally cost them the game against the Bengals. Literally, yeah. there's nothing else to say. I I, I yeah. know he's getting you know like it. I agree with you. I know there's a big discrepancy in pay, but he. He's the reason they lost to the Bengals. You know, like, yeah. what else is there? Like, he literally lost them the game to the Bengals. Joe Burrow was sacked, <laughs> what was it, 11 times? Or something? I think it was nine, actually. But it felt like 30 times, to be honest. Right. I'm surprised Joe Burrow was able to get up. But, uh, you know, and Tannehill, who was standing upright most of the game, <laughs> was more useless than Joe Burrow. <laughs> I agree. Get Malik in there now. Why not take yeah. a chance? Especially after this game, you you lose to the New York Giants. What's there to lose? You know, like I why not go for it? Go for it. Your AJ Brown's out. You got a rookie wide receiver. You have you know the king. You're going to be using him anyways. Put Willis in there. Let's see what he. Yeah. Do. I'm, I'm all yeah, about. Let him run around back there. <laughs> All right, we got three more, and then we'll briefly touch, uh, you know, bring the fourth while we record on Monday. So the Broncos Seahawks going on now, we'll touch that. But uh, Raiders Chargers, that ended up Chargers on top 24 to 19. You guys want to one shot that, or would you like to pass it? One shot for sure. I got to take play out of the picture. We're short on time. (laughs) I know, I know. Chargers, I were dominating the whole game, uh, you know, and it. I was surprised it ended up being the the score was so close. I don't feel like it was that close. If you watch the game, the Chargers look phenomenal, and getting Khalil Mack looked like he's you know when he was on the Raiders. So Chargers look great. If if you're Oakland or sorry LA, Las Vegas, sorry, let's say that again. Rough start, <laughs> uh, really rough start. Car was on his ass all game. But having said that, to, to barely lose after like really not clicking, uh, you can't be too worried about it. But man, the charges look scary. You got a one shot on that one, Sahi? Yeah, um, not really. Okay. <laughs> I do want to point out that's the third instance Khalil Mack uh, playing against his former team. Uh, moving on, we've got the Chiefs in the Cardinals. 
Uh, Kyler Murray, I just need you to, you know, make my fantasy picks worth it. Uh, we Chiefs finished that one <laughs> off. 44-21. I've got them on both teams, and it's just a rough... rough oh, you do? Oh. Yeah, it's just sad. I had him me. last year, brother. I ended up <laughs> dropping him. He yeah. started off strong and, and went nowhere. Um, I'll just try to do a quick little uh, blurb here. Kansas City, wow. Tyreek Hill, who cares? You got the white boy. Travis Kelsey, life is good. They looked incredible, quite frankly. Arizona, they look like a mess. It's one game, just like the Cincinnati thing. If they have a problem in game, you know, game two, then we're going to see. Then I'll be a little worried about Arizona. But uh, Kansas City looked phenomenal. They, they Buffalo and them are like, hey, let's go. You know, like I want our <laughs> playoff match again. Uh, it was cool to see that they were they were thirty or thirty eight, I think. Patrick Mahomes, incredible. Sahi, you got a one shot for the Chiefs and the Cardinals. Yeah, um, the Chiefs are once again. Uh, I'm not going to say that. Um, they played the Cardinals. Um, it was one game. Um, Patrick Mahomes has been flying under the radar all off season, so people kind of low key forgot about him. I think um, the Cardinals just aren't ready to be looked at as um, a Super Bowl contending team. They'll be pushing for the playoffs for sure. Um, but they they just ran into a team that's been doing it for a long time. They they added some new pieces. One of their best pieces left, but they're still the same team that they were um, for the most part. So they're going to look good at times. They're going to struggle. Um, but look for the, the the Cardinals to pull it together. Um, Kyler Murray is going to be in that film room at least four hours a week. So watch out. I'm going to need him to bump that up to 20 hours a week. Uh, or... <laughs> no, no, no. He, he was only requested four hours in his contract. So. Uh, that's, yeah. true. that's true. Oh, yeah. He has to be there four hours a week. Uh, mm. <laughs> all right. Last game, and then we'll briefly cover the Monday night game. We've got Bucks and the Cowboys, a one shot from each of you. Uh, obviously, do want to point out Dak Prescott. They're saying six to eight weeks now that he's fractured his thumb in this matchup. Buccaneers came out on top 19 to 3. What you guys got? I got Lenny, man. Oh, he's on my fantasy. Let's go. Hey. Oh, like almost 130 yards, I think. Uh, he didn't get a t- tub, which surprises me because that's usually what he does. But um, yeah, he right. the great. Tampa looked good. Dallas looked garbage. I mean, not much else to say. Um, I'll say this um, Dallas has been one of the top offenses in the league, especially when Dak Prescott plays. So I was really nervous about this game, especially comparing it to last year's game, where it was right. really close, um, especially going down to the end. I was just like, my main concern was seeing how Julio Jones played. I really hope Chris Godwin hadn't played. He got hurt um, in this game. He tweaked his hamstring. Mm-hmm. And my biggest concern was how would the defense look? And the defense looked phenomenal all game. Um, I think the league has something to watch out for. The Bucks secondary, which has been a weak link for the Buccaneers for the longest time, at least the last six, seven years, is is grown up and they've become a strong point for this team. And uh, we're going to be a lot of troubles. That defense is here. All right. And then, of course, uh, we do record on Monday nights. Uh, I will bring this up. We'll just just quick one shot. None of us have really got to watch the game because we're recording. Uh, but I did bring up early on Seahawks have been holding a lead for a while. And Sahi, you brought it up earlier. Hard to get a lead and keep it. We're 12 minutes, 12 minutes, 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Seahawks up 17 to 13. Uh, again, this is the fourth instance of a player switching sides and playing. This is just playing in. If you want to get involved in the comments to the uh, NFL sets this up on purpose. <laughs> Here's your conspiracy thread in, yeah. the, in the comments there. Uh, you guys have anything for this matchup with Russell Wilson now on the Broncos? Um, that's very surprising to me right now how the uh, Seahawks have the lead. Um, but the Seahawks, uh, I mean, the Broncos should be winning. Their last two possessions ended inside the five-yard line with fumbles. So yep. they've got a ball security issue I can see right now. Um They've got to clean that up if they want to compete, especially in that division that they're in. Um, and they've got to find a way to pull this one out. I'll be interested 
to see how this uh, shakes out because they just got the ball back um, with 12 minutes left, like you said. So um, can Russell cook? Let's let's see how uh, Russ cooks, right? Absolutely. Richie? Yeah, I, I concur. You can't afford in that AFC West to lose this game against Seattle. You can't afford that. That's the Raiders. Yeah. That's the Chargers. Oof. Like, that is yeah, not... Is- that is not the you lose to Seattle, like oh, it's gonna oh, be a rough yeah. season. Well, this uh, this episode was down to the wire. <laughs> or the Wire Sports <laughs> Podcast. We um, did it. Yeah, I did. I did the thing, uh, folks. Let us know what you think about all of Week One. We'll be back with some more Week Two. Hey, just buckle in. We're mostly NFL this whole time. We've got a little NBA, some stuff kind of moving around. I heard some KD rumors that we'll have to get into at some point. Uh, but uh, let us know in the comments what you want to hear, what you want to see. Real fast plugs because we're almost out of time here. This is the Wire Sports Podcast. We're on every Wednesday. We are the flagship show of H2G Radio, the longest running podcast on the network. Uh, we're going to be back next week and every week at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Fridays. Uh, every Friday when you wake up, there's going to be a new episode of Free Mess on Fridays. And it's just it's just out of this world. You need to get over there and check it out. That's all I can say. I'm not going to give you any spoilers. I'm not going to give you any major plugs. Nope. Just go check it out. They're the, they're, there's a reason that they're doing so well. Uh, True Crime for the Innocent Mind also on fire. Getting into some deep stuff. Finishing off season one with some creepy pasta. Shouts out to the LPN. Uh, Actors Podcast is going to be coming out with a second season soon. Focusing more on keeping the work once you got it got it and the entire first season has been released of the boss dog show all six episodes so if you're into customer service and you want to hear about him them bitch about it go check it out it's fantastic <laughs> h2g podcast or h2g radio the wire sports podcast i'm justo live laugh love like it's your laughs and hey stay classy fuckers peace peace do the nate <laughs> do the gritty <laughs> do the gritty This has been an H2G Radio production.